0: Hello, 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 everyone. This is Tony Moore of the Money, Power, and Success show. What I know for sure is when you know better, you do better. So let's jump into this conversation so that we can know more than we've ever seen or heard before. everyone. This is Tony Moore. I'm the hostess with the mostest of the More Money, Power, and Success podcast. Today, as you know, we're still going to follow through with our WAP edition, and whether it's WAP for Women and Profits, Women and Prosperity, Wealthy and Protected, whatever that WAP stands for for you, then that's where it's going to do. So today, I'd like to introduce you all to Ms. Dee Bowden. Ms. d bowden founded bcs solutions and it's a revenue recovery company man we're going to talk about that and the revenue re- recovery company is something from a she created from a personal desire to see small businesses learn to solve cash flow problems mm. so ours is women in problems today and collect the cash Dee believes small businesses fall prey to revenue loss because of poor accounting strategy. That's why she's on a mission to serve them and grow their financial bottom line by sharing her five-step solution. With over 10 years of financial recovery experience, Dee has collected over $10 million for several companies and government agencies. Dee was featured in Black Enterprise Magazine in the article, Stealing the Money Leaks." Five ways to secure your cash flow. D was also featured in the Thrive Global magazine and in the article Money Matters. D Bowden helps entrepreneurs achieve financial peace. Y'all, she's also an author. She is the author co-author in Soulful Prayers, Volume 2: The Power of Intentional Communication with God. And D is a co-author in Entrepreneurial Elevation, 31 strategic lesson and personal stories from purpose driven entrepreneur so in that she also has an article in speakers magazine and the article is entitled i just spoke now where is my check Well we're gonna learn a lot more with regards to how women can collect their checks hey d hey how are you doing today
1: good afternoon tony 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 hey good afternoon good morning good evening wherever you listen to this fabulous podcast around the world i am devoted i'm super super excited to be here chatting with my friend tony moore let's get after it let's get after uh, the cash yeah
0: uh, okay really okay the cash not the coins girl but we about to get after the cash, cash so, coins.
1: all the same <laughs> Some people, some people say cash some people say, people, people, I like to say collect the cash Some people about collect the coins and The point is, get the money in the bank
0: Absolutely, <laughs> and we'll take the check too As long as it doesn't bounce praise Exactly, the Lord. Okay. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So we'll take the check too So in, so with regards to These problems, money and problems you We like money power success But you, I mean today Let's just talk about the problem of Collecting the cash you're our expert. How, what, how do, why is it a problem first with women collecting the cash?
1: How much time do we have? Because, <laughs> girl, let me tell you, that right there. How about this? How about I answer the question by telling a story? And then I think okay. that, it'll, it'll, it'll make more sense. Is that okay with you? It's okay with me. Perfect. So, listen, about 15 years ago, I used to work for a small IT company outside of Boston where I'm from. I'm a collector by trade, so they actually basically had a, a sales team, a collections team, an uh, order entry team, and all that. So they were a small IT firm outside of Boston. Firm, like I said, they had eight million dollars worth of sales on the books, not in the bank. Let me say it again, a little slower. Eight million dollars worth of sales on the books, mm. not in the bank, which means they sold IT services, software licenses, all things IT. Somehow, uh. I don't know who, I'm not sure how the ball got dropped, but basically they have this uh, report that shows how many sales they had and the buckets they fall in, whether it's 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, 120 days past due. So I got hired part-time. They're like, hey, we're looking for a collector. Are were interested? Sure. So I get hired. Hey, D, welcome to the team. Hey, this is great. So I happen to be a believer. So they gave me my list of accounts and I, I was like, whoa, this is an $8 million cash, problem. I'm like, hey, God, yes, D, I need your help. Okay, what do you need? Sir, I need some wisdom because I don't know how to collect $8 million. I've never had that big of a problem before. So I sat quietly, got a couple of downloads. I was like, okay, cool. Then I figured out this. Collections is two things. It's problem solving, number one, and it's an extension of customer service. And once I figured out there was problem solving, I had to figure out how do you solve an $8 million problem? Well, after my prayer, I got to work. And I basically collected $6 million in 60 days while working part-time. That's a lot of money. And it's a true story. So $8 million worth of sales, $6 million collected in 60 days. But this is where the story changes. On October 24th and 5th, 2005, the CEO of the company says, listen, we need to come downstairs and have a chat. And I kind of say at this point, if you have a boo or a boo at," and he or she says, listen, we need to chat, you're like, "Mm mm-mm. I don't, I don't want to chat. I don't, I don't want to do this. So we come downstairs and he says, listen, I want to thank everybody for the services. Now, this is sales, contracts, order entry, accounts payable, and MyLand accounts receivable collections. We want to thank everybody for your services, but we made an executive decision and we're closing a company and you've got 30 minutes to go get your stuff and leave the building. And this is two months before Christmas. So $8 million owed to the company. I collect six. We all, less than 100 people lose their jobs two months before Christmas. And I, from that day to this, have been I was always asking the question, how is this possible? And I realized the reason this happens is because you, can, you as a business owner can be so focused on getting the next sale, the next sale, the next sale, that you don't do this. You don't make sure that the sale is complete and the money is in the bank and that's why we people have cash flow issues and that's why bcs solutions exists is to teach you how to collect your cash but more importantly remember the sale is not complete until the money is actually in the bank
0: let me just pause right there with regards to the sale does not exist until the money is in the bank me as the tax attorney I never count. I know there's such thing as accounts receivable, but when I factor in how much I made, it's how much ended up in my bank account, right? With regards to when people are looking at, because it it just fills in my spirit that this is all about wealth protection. Because a lot of us women, we start a business, and some of us even get a government contract, and then we wait, we wait, we wait for the general contractor, give us our money do Mm -hmm. you go out with those instances as well
1: absolutely and that and here's the thing so there's two things about starting your business number one most people when they start the business their 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 heart's desire is to is to solve a problem it's to make a difference i believe you i want to make a difference in the dollar so the answer question yes government contracting deals with with two things if you are a subcontractor who works or supports a prime the prime is the one who has a contract with the federal government or state government, and the sub is the one who supports the prime. So the prime's responsibility is to bill the government for the services provided, and then the, the prime has to make sure that they do all the things on the checklist. Basically, what did, what was, what did, you, what did the government buy from you? Did you deliver all, the, all of the goods and services? Did you prepare the invoice properly? And then they've got to make sure the invoice is, su- is submitted on time to the right people, <laughs> with all the all the requirements, then they have to make sure it gets paid, and then the prime is responsible for making sure that the sub gets paid. A lot of times, because of relationships, a lot of people won't ask uh, the the prime about payments because they're like, "Oh, I get, I just got hired as a, my first sub, my, as my first subcontract. I don't want to I don't want to upset them." But you're not going to upset them because number one, if they brought you on, they need your skill set. But you're responsible as a business owner to so the people that you support is to go get your cash.
0: Mm. You said a lot right there with regards to just positioning yourself to be the person in power to at least get your cash, you know, collect the check, the coin, the cash, whatever that is. It's still your money. Right. Right. So do you ever have to go to court or is it you get a chance to use your lovely voice and your customer service to at least bring two parties into a, a makeable state?
1: I don't have to go to court. What I usually do is, I believe, like I said in my story, I believe um, collections is two things. It's problem solving, number one, and it's an extension of customer service. So because I deal with business to business and business to government, I'm all about building re- the relationships. It's all about figuring out what's the disconnect. Because basically, if you have accounts receivable, for those people who may not know what that term is, basically means it's your accounts, that you have uh, you have contracts you have customers with, and they owe you money, and it's either 30 days, 60 days, or 90 days past due, that's a problem. So I, that's why I say collections is two things. It's problem solving, number one, and it's an extension of customer service. So in order for you to figure out why are you owed money, number one, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make the assumption that you actually have a, a contract. So let me, let me give you a short lesson. Number one, if you have a contract with your customer, prayerfully, you've done, you've done this. Number one, you've set up a tracking system. So step one, what's the name of your customer? Step number two, what's the contract number or order number? Step number three. How much is the contract worth? Step number four, what did they buy from you? Step number five, when when are you supposed to deliver that service? Step number six, I'm sorry, once you deliver the service, when are you supposed to invoice them? And step number seven, when are you supposed to get paid? if you set this up this is a basic excel spreadsheet or if you if you like a whiteboard if you're more tech savvy you can set this up on app i don't really care how you do it but the point is in order to know where the state of your accounts are you need to be able to lay this out so let me say it one more time column number one name of your customer column number two contract or order number column number three what's the what's the dollar value of the contract that you were awarded that you got column number four what did they buy from you did they buy sneakers IT services, don't know, don't really care, but you need to have a, 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 an item in that column. Column number five, when are you supposed to deliver that product to you? Because basically, if, you, if you're in a contractual agreement, usually there's something called deliverables, which means you they, they bought a product or service from you and they're looking for you to deliver this product or service by a certain date. You need to put that in there. Column number six, when, like I said, you bill and then invoice them into column number seven, when are you supposed to get paid? Once you can lay all that out, you will know, okay, if I have one account or 10 accounts, I know how many accounts I have, how much I have in, in contract value, and then how much am I supposed to bill for and get paid for the month so you know, okay, all these contracts are due this date or this date or this date, and when they don't come in, you, you or somebody who, who supports you needs to be on the phone doing follow-up. Hi, this is D. I'm calling on behalf of such and such company, and I need to talk to the person that counts payable. Oh, hold on a second, please. Oh, hey, Susie, this is D. How are you doing? Great. You? Okay, cool. I need to talk to you about my contract and invoice number. Blah blah blah. They're gonna tell you. Oh, you know what? We ordered ten sneakers and we only we ordered ten sneakers. We only got eight. <gasps> oh my gosh. I'm so sorry. Let me. Could you, can you? Can I confirm that with somebody? Okay, cool. You gather the information. Number one. Number two. Thank them for telling you why you haven't gotten paid. People are like, are you serious? Listen, I've done millions of dollars. So yeah, I'm telling, you, I'm telling you how I do collections. You thank them for telling you what the issue is. And then you follow it up with an email to confirm, we talked about this, this is what's due, and it's due this date. And then you may go address it. The reason you say thank you is because gratitude changes everything. Gratitude opens up doors. Gratitude does things. When people know that they're appreciated for their services, just like you want to be appreciated for yours, they will go the extra mile for you. I'm telling you from personal experience, this is how I do business.
0: Let me just say, uh, you, this may sound crazy, but it seems like one of those steps, even if it's an eight, eighth one, is to just to see if the, it's signed on the dotted line. Do you know how many people don't realize that that agreement wasn't signed on the dotted line until there is a mispayment or a potential? lawsuit and me as an attorney litigating attorney i'm always like okay and we're going to go in there do we have you know do we have all the exhibits to show that there was some sort of agreement like you said and sometimes it, it boggles my mind but sometimes it's very interesting to me especially in this virtual society that we're currently living in it's not signed mm-hmm Do you ever see anyone like where their agreement is not signed but they feel like they still have a general um they still have a general agreement because of that thing called promissory estoppel wherein they're like i did the work i should get paid do you ever have people like that or your people good my people are good, so when I was giving my, when
1: I, my people are normally good, number one, because I deal with business to business to business to government. So, for example, if you have a, if you receive a, 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 a government contract, whether it's at the state level or federal level, there are two things. The contract has to be signed by the, the business owner and the contracting officer, the person who can actually obligate the government for the contract. And number two, you have <laughs> to confirm that there's a line that says subject to the availability of funds. If the funds are not there, the contract isn't worth anything because even though it's signed if it's not funded you can't you still can't you still cannot proceed with work that's number one number two for in in this virtual space it's hard for me to understand why you would not make sure you have a signed agreement so when I was laying out the the tracking system i 'm operating on, on the on the uh, on the assumption, although not legally, but i 'm operating on the assumption that number one, you have a signed agreement you have a signed contract because how else are you going to what are you going to what do you what do you have to what recourse do you have if you don't have a signed agreement? I, I mm. don't know. That's not my lane. That's not
0: my lane. Right. Well, I mean, but you're mm-hmm. saying, Tone, that's not, that's not doing business. When right. you're doing business, you do business as men, you know, biblically speaking. So, I mean, I mean sometimes it happens, right? I mean, or sometimes people feel pressured or they're very excited that an influencer or they have a mentor who just really needs them to help them out and they find themselves just doing it so oftentimes when it's not always signed on a dotted line it always feels like the person was influenced by something else not just business as usual but maybe that the the the, the person that they were serving or subcontracting they they got really excited about the influencer
1: right i mean that ha- i mean that happens that has not that i can i'm sure it does happen that has not been my experience so what wow. I, I I'm speaking from from the experience that I've had is that there there, there, there always been a, a signed contract by both parties. There's always been deliverables laid out. There's always been these things because I'm dealing with I'm dealing with the contracts after they've been awarded or after they've been 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 given, and we're trying to untangle, you know what you know what happened. So for example, another company that I worked with. Uh, it was a, it was an, 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 in the IT space. So my experiences comes from two spaces. It's in it's in it's in the government space, government contracting space, and then in, and then the IT space. So I, I worked for an IT I worked for an IT uh, value added reseller. They had 40, $45 dollars worth of AR. Just I know it's it's mind boggling because I'm like, how do right. do this? So you get that much money. You have a team of collectors. And what I've also, the reason I'm bringing this up is that because there, there are people sometimes that don't, that they will have people that work for them, but they don't, they're, they're not making sure that they are well-skilled and well-trained in, in this lane. Collections, mm. collections requires um, analysis. It requires problem solving. It requires building relationships. It requires doing research. If you don't like doing those things, you're going to have a problem. And even if you get the sale, even if you get the sale, either you as a CEO or somebody underneath you still has to make sure all those things were all the, all the things that you promised that your customer take place. And if you don't do those things, that's one of the reasons why you might not get
0: paid. Mm, mm, mm. Happens, you know, you know, as an attorney, I, sometimes I just want to have that Holy ghost, holy indignation moment where I just flip over the table uh, because sometimes people just play those games. And I'm like, you know, that there was an agreement there you know that the person did the work but maybe just maybe i'm not sure but sometimes um in employee benefits world because i see it a lot in employee benefits world where there is a short of monies and then the employer would then take monies from any anywhere you know and stop paying people like stop paying their vendors stop paying their employees stop paying everybody because maybe there was a gambling problem or maybe someone got sick or maybe there was a divorce or maybe they lost the contract do you ever deal in those areas where you have people have a fiduciary obligation to pay and they don't do that i have not not yet
1: i have not had i have not had that experience yet
0: Okay, okay, because I, you know, there's a couple of um, their employee benefit lawsuits, you know, where under the uh, um, the federal statute, there are the business, the owner, the board has a fiduciary obligation to make sure that there is payment mm-hmm. that is taken from someone's employee benefit check and payment to the the plan custodian, like the retirement company, whether it's a Prudential, whether it's a a Merrill Lynch, whether it's John Hancock or whatever, but sometimes, sometimes there is a mispayment, you know, and there's usually a conversation, but it sounds like you, you would probably make a good person because of your personality uh, where you don't always, people don't always want to bring the attorneys. I'm an attorney and I'm like, if you can handle it without a lawyer, then that sometimes it's good because most time when people see a lawyer first of all lawyers we just want to win and second of all we, you know we get very irate when our clients we feel like our clients are being, uh, you know are being toyed with right but right. someone like you sounds like you would definitely be a good in-between person like before there's a litigation almost like there has to be a conversation and is it before arbitration even before mediation sounds like it it could be a conversation with Ms. bowden
1: right because my my because because my experience with with this always is number one I'm, you know, the first thing I'm going to ask you. So, for example, if you were, if you were, if 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 there was someone listening who says, "Hey, D, um, I've I've got this contract with an IT company, and you know, I sold them, I sold them all this software and or or whatever, and they haven't paid me." The first thing I'm going to ask you for, where's a copy of your contract? That's the first mm-hmm. thing I'm going to ask you because number one, I need to see that you actually had a, had a legitimate contract number with them signed by them and by you. Number one, number two, I'm going to ask you about the section called deliverables. What did they buy from you? That's why in my story I say, and I, as I laid out my tracking system, I ask you, what did they buy from you? And then number three, the, the next thing we're going to talk about is the invoicing part of their contract. Did they give you invoicing terms? What did they tell you? How did they tell you to prepare the invoice? What did they tell you to do? When were you supposed to submit it? What was required? I come from the government space, so a lot of my training and teachings and talks are, are about what you have to do if you if you are preparing an invoice for for a, a government, a government agency, or a government entity. So this mm-hmm. may not fit with you, but the point is there are things you do need to know. Where's your signed contract? That's the first thing we're going to talk about. Secondly, mm-hmm. what are the, the the deliverables? What were you? What did they buy from you? Did you prepare the invoice properly? Because sometimes. You know, even in this, this vast virtual world, people still make data entry errors. I wish I could tell you the number of people who don't pay attention and don't double check facts to make sure that everything is entered into the system correctly. And then you wonder why you haven't gotten paid. Well, did you did you prepare the invoice properly? Does, does it have the contract number or order number? What's, mm-hmm. what's the period of performance? What, 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 did, what did they buy from you? Did you did you did you prepare? Are you billing them correctly? Was there a change that you, forgot to, to, uh, that you forgot to adjust for and you're like, oh, I keep doing this you, because you set up automatically and you don't go back and do what we call quality control. Go back and double check. A lot of this stuff is, is some of it is just, it's is simple steps, but it's, it's, you know, when you're dealing with thousands of dollars or in my case, millions of dollars, it's, it's these small details that get missed and people are like, well, how come I didn't get paid? Well, because you didn't follow
0: the instructions. <laughs> That's why you didn't get paid. It it's happens all the time now when the, when the uh, federal government closes down, do you ever work on the business side and they're getting antsy i I know I know in Philadelphia I work a lot with uh, uh, individuals who are child care providers and they uh, a lot of them use private pay, but then there's some opportunities where they can work with subsidies, so they're working they're waiting on the government to to write a check. Do you ever have those conversations with them with regards to you know, not just well, did you you know, did you do what you had to do because they're like, we did everything, <laughs> but right now there's a political animosity or you know something's going on like the pandemic or you know, or something's going on where you know they have to get paid through the u s. postal service, but you know forty six minus one is not going to pay them anything
1: right. so so to answer that question, yes, there are there are times when there are times when a, a vendor might say, hey D, I submitted my invoice and I went to check into the system and it just says it's processed. And we were supposed to get paid 30 days ago or 60 days ago. Can you help? And then it's my, yes, I can take that on because then I can go in and figure out what is the disconnect. But usually if they prepare the invoice properly, it's usually, it's probably a system error. And if you, and the thing is that if you don't know the system or you don't know the the terminology or you don't know what i call the acronyms you know what the letters stand for you mm-hmm. may be like well how come how come i've been getting paid because i did this right but there's a there's i mean this is probably further than we wanted to go, go into but the point is is that if you're dealing with a, if this is generally speaking if you're dealing with a government agency state, or, state or federal and you've submitted your invoice properly and it hasn't been paid yet number one you need to go back and double check did you prepare your invoice correctly number two if you received an email that says there's an error there's usually a phone number that you can call and you can ask them, okay, I submitted my invoices. Number one, you can call, call the number number two, but if you, have, if you have a relationship with your, with your contracting specialist, you could call it, reach out to him or her and ask them, hey, listen, I'm, I'm a small business and I submitted my invoice and I haven't gotten paid. Could you, could you research this on my behalf? I do that for, for people all the time because I usually it's, it's, it's much more than, they, than their business can take on and that's why we're there is to
0: support them and make sure they get paid. See, this is good. Um, for the most part, what you don't know is that I am, I talked to someone recently and I was like, you know, was, I, it's been more than recently. It's been like over like three, four, five years when I found out that there were a lot of people, I'm African-American woman, you know, a lot of people who are African-American in business They have the acumen they have the brilliance they're not government certified whether local or state or federal and and i was just like well well, what do we need to do now i did talk to someone who helps people with that information and she was like um you know that contract is very hard that application is very hard and you know no one has time for that someone else was like that's just government trying to keep black people out and I'm just like, no, it's not the government trying to keep black people out. Sometimes the rules are the rules. And we have to uh, appreciate the rules and appreciate that, you know, if the rules and the process is holding us up, that we need people in place, you know, and you having this conversation with now almost like Before you get the government contract, make sure you have systems in place. And even when you get the government contract, it sounds like you would definitely help them with regards to being their contracting compliance person because sometimes they don't know. Or if they're not versed in, uh, I'll just call it uh, uh, versed in, uh, what is it? Uh, Red speak. (laughs) And government speak. (laughs) <laughs> you know, acronyms, they're acronyms. They, they love speaking in acronyms, but they're very bureaucratic as well. Mm-hmm. And for someone who has that experience, because, you know, they, if, if you never had that experience, you get a whole bunch of acronyms, and then you have to go through so much red tape, mm-hmm. you may lose your contract because you lose your cool. That's true. Have you ever worked with someone who lost their contract because they did not comply with the project?
1: I have not. I have not worked with anybody who's lost a contract. Most of the people that I work with are, are, you know, have, have been in business for a while. They already have established contracts. What I deal with is our, our vendors that have contracts and that they've submitted their invoices and they're, they're stuck in, in the systems of, okay, I submitted my invoice, I haven't gotten paid um, I keep calling, and, uh, nobody, nobody will return my call. Nobody mm-hmm. will explain to me what's going wrong. What's what's wrong? And that's why I, I continue to say that collections is two things: it's problem solving and it's customer service. So my, mm-hmm. my my approach in collections, which is business to business and business to government, is different because I'm I'm looking to teach you how to understand the system mm-hmm. because because of what happened to me personally. The reason I tell that story in the beginning is because of that was the reason BCS Solutions exists today is because of what happened to me personally. I was an employee. I was an employee for a small business that did not pay attention, that, that continued to make sales and the entire management team let all these sales continue to go through, go through, go through. But there, there, was, a, there was a disconnect with between sales and collections or accounts receivable to say, okay, we've got all this money on the bank, but the money isn't in on the, the money I'm sorry, the money is on the books. It's not in the bank. Why do we still have all these invoices outstanding? Nobody seemed to care enough to go research it. Even though I did my part and, re- and they gave me my list of accounts. I did, they had 8 million. I collected my six. I worked part time. The company still went down. I'm sorry, the company still shut down. I will never know to the degree of all of the missed steps it happened that why the company shut down. I won't know that, but I created says Solutions to be a to be a resource to say, listen, if you are having issues collecting your past due accounts, I'm gonna the things I said earlier. I'm gonna ask you, do you have a signed contract?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Whether you your deliverables? because I want you to understand that you you might be so focused on getting your sale that you're not remembering that the sale isn't complete until the money and the services are provided and the money's in the bank. And what do you do when you don't get paid? Number one, you you, you know. The training I received was: you go back to your contract, you go back to figuring out what was it, what what did they buy for me, what did I what did I sell them, did right. I provide everything correctly, and if I missed a step, can I get on the phone or get somebody else to get on the phone on my behalf, find out the the find out the issue, get it to resolution, get them paid, and then fix the issue. And like I said, I personally use gratitude. My mm-hmm. my
0: my my you know my superpower is gratitude. <laughs> it's gratitude. <laughs> That's good with regards to it. I'm always like with, um, with regards to what you said was, from sales to collection, you know, like there's a lot of people, I work a lot with uh, businesses um, outside of virtual world, but on virtual world, I have um, clients all over the United States for trademarks or federal or because they need strategy. And most of them are leveraging. Now I'm always like, it's great to be an author, speaker, coach, but find a lane, find a lane, knit yourself down, and also think about expansion. So I'm listening to you and I know with regards, it sounds like you are very comfortable in that procurement lane and making sure that the government contracts are paid and making sure that the person does not incite violence upon themselves or their company. But when you said the conversation, the disconnect between the sales and the collection, the sales and the collection. That's the part where I'm just like, wow, that's a conversation. Do you help people with the, uh, or do, do you help the small businesses wh- who are s- just starting into procurement, or are you more specialized in the million dollar contracts?
1: I help the small businesses that basically once they once they once they have a contract, whether it's business to business or business to government. I help them with basically talking, setting up like the, the tracker system. That to me is everything because if you don't know the state of your accounts, you have no idea how much money is owed to you. That's that's my personal belief. That's one. Number two, um, if you're talking about collecting, you know, collections, collections, it's it's two things. You don't you don't have anything to collect until you actually have a sale. <laughs> you just have <laughs> You don't so I that's why the statement the sale is not complete until the services are provided and the money's in the bank is is my is my tagline because people get so are so happy to get the sale, but it's more there. It takes as as much as it took you to get the sale to get your new customer. You've got to do fulfillment. You also got to make sure they're happy. You also want to make sure that they eventually want to do repeat business and that they pay you for your products or services everything Mm -hmm. i do everything i do deal with is after the sale has taken place that's that's my land of brilliance i take i'm helping you after you get the sale and then you don't know especially particularly in the it and the software and the telecom and and again government government contracting space what happened because all everybody's so focused okay i gotta get the sale get the sale get the sale right but did you do the rest of the pieces and that's why the Mm -hmm. the, the disconnect between sales and collections is is so vast is because sales is on the front end they're negotiating, they're getting, they're, they may be negotiating, they might be you know, selling the product or service, they're getting it done. And they're like, yep, I got, I got my sale done, I made my quota, I'm getting my commission. Great, but all the way through, when, it's, when, the, when the sale turns into a contract, when the tr- contract turns into order entry, when the order entry be- comes into to fulfillment, and then you have the invoice, and then my lane, which is collect the money, sales is like, hey, that's your problem. I, I, look, I got the sale, that's on you. No, it's
0: not. No, no, no,
1: no. no it's not. And that's why that's what makes me different is because most people won't have this conversation. They're like, Well, I don't want to bother sales. No, you need to bother sales. You need to build a relationship with sales because sale it starts on the front end with sales, but it ends with collections.
0: It ends with collect I have a question. Sure. So since we're in that money and paper, right? <laughs> um, hey, hey, at the end of the day, you can't build wealth without paper, right? Nope, absolutely so, not. Um, when you wrote your, uh, black enterprise magazine article, sealing the money leaks, what are two major money leaks? Two or three if you want to grace us that most people need to make sure that they seal. Number one, track
1: your accounts. It's the thing I, this thing I said, the thing I've said Mm -hmm. at least three times, track your accounts, because how do you, first of all, how, how do you as a business owner or just as a person, I mean, you could take this you know, very simply. It's almost like taking your checking account. How do you know how much money you have if you, don't, if you don't never check your statements, you don't ever balance it? That's the question. But it's, it's, like, mm-hmm. it's a good question. Well, same thing in business. How do, you know, how do you know how many accounts you have if you don't have anything laid out? That's, that's, a, big, that's a big thing for me. And secondly, how do you, you seal your money leaks? Identify If you, if you have outstanding accounts that, that owe you money, identify what's owed to you. From the smallest amount to the largest, go get the small accounts. Go I'll go after those accounts because what? Here's the thing: once you start collecting on those past due accounts, you start to build what I call momentum. Because mm-hmm. once you get one, once you get one one customer that paid that owes you money, that money comes in. You're like, yes, I got this. And what it does is it builds momentum because most people would rather go get a root canal than they have to go ask somebody for their money. Okay.
0: <laughs> yes, yes, and even though they owe us money, it's exactly. just like. I blame our mamas. No, I don't blame, I don't, I, I would, I would not blame your mama. I, I,
1: I believe what it is is that most people, when they think about collections, they, they, have, they have a very warped view of it because, because it collections, although I'll say this. Collections, as I, I've said it, I say it all, all interview. It's problem-solving, and it's, it's an extension of customer service. We're talking professional. We're talking commercial, business to business, business to government. That's one. There's also something called consumer collections, which is your credit card, your medical bill. Um, your car reposition. That's, that's more of what people think about collections. And those, and unfortunately, they those are the people that harass people and just go after them. And so it gives people who do work like me a bad mm-hmm. rap. And so I end up spending more time trying to challenge, explain to people, listen, that I, there's, there's consumer collections, then there's commercial or business, mm-hmm. and business, and that there's a difference and they're not building relationship with you. They're not asking you what happened. All they know is they got all these accounts that were so given to them, go get the money. I'm talking to you as a business owner, number one, because I am a business owner, and I want to talk to you about the relationship. What have you done to maintain the customer relationship? Here's uh. the thing. Okay, this is probably a great example. Everybody who's listening on listening the sound of my voice has a cell phone. I don't care who you are, unless you're under a rock, you got a cell phone. Your, <laughs> cell, phone, your cell phone is, is an extension of, of what I'm talking about. Because number one, there was a sale. Here we go. There was a sale for the cell phone regardless of who what care you have i don't care you have a cell phone you have it so that they when they sold you a phone they probably did up sales and asked you do you want this plan etc etc that's number one number two you have a contract or an agreement with the cell phone company how do mm-hmm. i know this because you get an invoice from them every single month number three order entry order fulfillment took place because you walked out of the store or got it in the mail for your phone number four they bill you, which is called accounts payable. They bill you for your your plan, or if you even if you paid the phone off, you're still using their service, so they bill you. And accounts receivable, which is my lane, you pay them, or they have this magic button called services term- temporarily disconnected until you pay your bill.
0: Mm, I'm, yeah. to,
1: I'm working to teach you as a business owner not to get your services temporarily disconnected. I've used it as, a, use it as a kind of a tongue-in-cheek, but the point is- yeah. What I just described, that's what happened in business. My goal is to get you, get you paid for the service, and uh, the sale that took place at the beginning of my illustration.
0: Absolutely, I get it, I totally get it. Good. Um, do you offer training and classes? Because, yes. you know, for, okay. So yes. when is your next training?
1: I have a, I have a training that's available to people that you actually can can purchase it and it's an extra digital course It's already it's already prepared and then once they take the course once they go through the, It's basically called collect the cash It's five steps to learn how to do what I just described and once you complete the course if you decide you want more training with me then we can schedule a call and we can talk about I can come in and do An, an on-site well obviously what probably wouldn't be on site would be a virtual training and then we can talk about whether you want to outsource your collections here or you need to me to do it virtually? We can do that as well. Yes.
0: Uh, okay. So collect the cash. Okay. Is that um, and where can they find collect the cash?
1: So they can go to bitly b i t dot l y forward slash secure your cash flow. That's b i t dot l y forward slash secure your cash flow.
0: Okay. And where can they follow? First of all, y'all. Did y'all enjoy this conversation? I mean, it was really like a oochie ouch for some people with regards to not positioning themselves to collect their paper. You know, we get so excited about getting that sale that we forget about collecting the cash the coin, the check, whatever it is, we can't be wealthy women of prosperity when we don't ask for the money, right? So this was really great <laughs> conversation, especially for y'all, hey girl, hey, who are taking this uh, the certification challenge with the procurement queen because most people tell us about what we need to do to get a government contract, but they're surely not telling us about with regards to how we get paid, how we get our paper. But we got someone like Miss D. Bowden of BCS Solutions who can help us with that and so much more. Dee, please, please, please tell us how we can stay in contact with you so we can get information so that we can give you a call or, you know, pretty much ear hustle your greatness.
1: <laughs> well, first of all, Tony, thank you so much for the opportunity to be on the podcast. I hope that your listeners actually took good notes. So, finding me: go to www.collectthecash.biz. That's www.collectthecash.biz. That's the first thing. Secondly, I'm on I'm on fa- I'm on social media, so you can go to Facebook. You find me under D Bowden. Um, on LinkedIn, you can find me on D Bowden. So, if you, as a matter of fact, if you are a if you are a business owner and you want to talk more, connect with me on LinkedIn. That's number one. Number two. For your, all your listening, for all of your listeners, here's a free here's a free resource for you. Go to www.collectthecash.biz. That's www.collectthecash.biz, and download my free Collect the Cash ebook. It gives you five steps on what to do, how to begin the process to collect your money. And then, if you need additional help, you can click on the link and schedule a fifteen minute free call with me, and we can talk about your accounts. So again, that was www.collectthecash.biz free ebook called collect the cash five steps to secure Your to collect cash flow
0: now i don't know if y'all heard this but you know as a intellectual property attorney and strategist myself i just love that you are on brand Woo! i'm just saying i'm just saying but that would be another conversation miss d thank you so much for dropping all of this paper knowledge so that we can collect our cash, so that we can stay abreast with our accounts receivable, and that we are not so love with so in love with Sam, which is sales and marketing, that we have not made out of relationship with our. Cash collection procedures. So, this is Tony Moore, y'all. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you for listening. Thank you for taking notes. If you have any questions, follow us. You know where we are at Money Power Success Podcast. We'll talk real soon. Bye for now. now I'm not only talking, shopping and spinning, I'm talking investments, property, stocking and winning with the 10, 30, 60.